Hey, Three Circle Church, it's great to join with you today on this very unique Sunday, maybe the most unique Sunday in the history of Three Circle Church. We're coming to you online today because of the uh, global pandemic due to the coronavirus, uh, and I think we're all aware of what's going on. Over the past few days, we've had to make some very tough decisions as a church, but in the end, we felt really strongly that we needed to move all of our gatherings to online gatherings, and we're grateful. We're grateful for the fact that we've been leveraging technology as a church for a long, long time, and that enabled us to be prepared for this day. We're also prayerful for the many churches that this is going to be really difficult for across the world, uh, as many churches have had to make the same decision. So we know that there's lots of people hurting. We're not the only church doing this, and we're just prayerful that God would be glorified all over the world, because here's what we believe, guys. We believe that the coronavirus pandemic 2020 is not catching God by surprise. So I just want to open up and remind everyone at Three Circle Church that God knew exactly when all of this was going to happen, how it was going to happen. And and if you've been following our story at all, myself and 13 of us are actually quarantined. I'm preaching to you from quarantine right now. And the reason that there can be a camera shot is because one of our incredible creative directors who had camera equipment with him in uh, uh, the Holy Land had that equipment with us now in quarantine. So again, God had this all in in mind and we can see his hand. We're going to tell you the whole story of what happened to us and how God was faithful to us while we were in the Holy Land one day. Today's not the day for that, but one thing I do want to tell you is I'm wearing a shirt that means a lot to me because we were in the Bethlehem area when we kind of got stuck overseas and it was a precarious situation, but we saw God do amazing things. But before the coronavirus outbreak in the area where we were, uh, we got to visit this incredible school, the Jerusalem School in Bethlehem. It's led by our good friend, Jameson Creel. And we got to see the incredible work they are doing. So in honor of that school and in honor of Jameson and his whole team that we got to meet, that we partner with as a church, I'm going to wear this shirt today to remind us to pray for the Jerusalem School and pray for the cities and the towns in Bethlehem and Bet Jala who are going through so much right now. In fact, would you just join me right now as we pray over this amazing school that's making such a difference uh, so far away from us. One of our church partners, could we right now, before we go on, let's just pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day that we have to gather together, even if it is online. Lord, we know that we did not stop being the church when the coronavirus broke out. So uh, we gather together now. We're about to open your word and feast on the word of God. But before we do, we wanted to pray for uh, the folks that this shirt that I'm wearing today represents. Our friends at the Jerusalem School in Bethlehem, for Jameson Krill and his team there leading. We just pray that you will bless them. We pray that you'll provide for them, give them wisdom as they make really hard decisions moving forward. And we thank you for the great work they are doing there. We pray for them and we bring them before you now in Jesus' name, amen. So guys, today we're meeting online. Well, the way we got to that decision is, is because we were listening to our government authorities, health officials, and others. It's why I'm still in quarantine right now along with uh, many others on our team because we really believe in this idea of authority. Did you know the Bible tells us that? And the Bible tells us a lot about how to handle a situation like this. Probably if you're like me, this is one of the most interesting and one of the most life-changing situations that we've ever seen the world go through, at least in many of our lifetimes. But this isn't the first time big things have happened across the world. And did you know the Word of God is a living document? It's amazing how powerful the Word is. A book that was written thousands of years ago is still so very relevant today. And today we're going to go to a passage in the Word of God that I think is going to speak to us 
us absolutely perfectly in the situation that we're in right now. If you will turn with me to the book of Ephesians, we're going to go to chapter 5. We're going to begin in verse 15. Now, here's the first thing I want to get on the table for us today as we go to the Word of God. The Bible is crystal clear that there is no circumstance under which believers should be fearful. We are to not live in fear. The Bible says that we have not been given the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. Jesus over and over again told his followers to not be afraid, to fear not, to fear not because he was with them, that he would always be with them. And those promises are true for us today. So as we gather today online from Thomasville to Midtown, from Daphne to Fairhope, and all of you joining us from all over the world, the, the number one thing I want to tell you out of the gate is don't be afraid. And there's every reason to be afraid. Last week when myself and our team, when we were kind of stuck in a Bethlehem hotel in a situation that wasn't really a good one and, and, and might have gotten to be a, a really, really interesting and maybe precarious situation, we had the temptation to be afraid. And you, you want me to tell you the truth? We were at times afraid. But it was in those moments that we were all so powerfully reminded by God and His Word for us not to be afraid, to trust Him. So with all of the information in the Bible about not being afraid, the Bible does tell us what to do. So we're not to be afraid, but you're going to find in this passage today that we're not to be fearful, but we are to be careful. Let me just say that again. We are not to be fearful, but we are to be careful as believers. And I'm going to read you this passage and we're going to carefully unpack it together. Verse 15, chapter 5 of Ephesians. The Apostle Paul wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he says this, look carefully, there's that word. Not fearfully, not nervously, not anxiously, but look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is a perfect passage for us, Three Circle Church, today in the middle of a global pandemic, in the middle of uncertain times, in the middle of situations that maybe we don't really know how to navigate we're going to find the Word of God to be so relevant. And right out of the gate, let's just begin to unpack it. It says, look carefully then how you walk. That word walk, look then how you walk, means how you live. It literally means how are you going to live life. And, and while this is a scripture for us all the time, it becomes extremely relevant right now. We should not be fearful, but church, listen, we should be careful. We should be careful what we're doing right now. As a church, we tried to be careful how we navigated these circumstances. When we were overseas in a situation where we had several governments we were working with and trying to figure out what we needed to do, we needed to not be fearful, but we needed to be careful. And the Bible tells us that careful is a very wise place to be. We should be careful how we walk. We should be careful right now how we treat one another because guess what? We're all on edge. It'd be real easy for us to relationally get real kind of loosey-goosey and not care so much about how we're talking to one another. And if we're not careful, we'll let the pressure of this 
very unique situation cause us to become relationally unhinged a little bit and become snappy and become maybe less than caring for people. But the Bible tells us as believers, we are to remain careful how we live. And I think that that is only heightened for us when we're in a situation like this. We need to be careful, not fearful, but careful in how we plan and take care of our families. Does that mean we go and fill our attic up with toilet paper? Uh, no, because that would, that would be a fear response. But a careful response would be, how much does my family really need? And a careful response would be also caring about the other people in the community going, I'm not going to get more than we need. I'm going to take care of us, make sure others have what they need. Just throwing that out there as a suggestion. Because fear will make you, fear will make you like buy another uh, storage unit to store canned beans for the next three months, okay? And, and we're not to walk in fear. But careful means I'm going to look forward and go, how can we take care as a pastor of the church, as a dad, my family, as a husband, my, my spouse, as a friend, are my friends okay? That's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live carefully, but not fearfully. And I think that if we all begin to be careful right now, let me tell you some other things that, that we're learning that, that means careful. I don't want to be freaked out about every little thing around me, but I'm going to wash my hands, right? I'm going to be careful to not touch my face and my eyes and my nose. Like Little things like that is what careful looks like. Fearful is when I go, I can't, I'm going to isolate myself and never be around anyone again. Well, that's not really going to work out, right? But we can be careful in the decisions that we make. If we're sick, we guard ourselves from other people so that we take care of it. Those are little things that we can do to be careful. Look carefully how you live. Uh, another thing to ask yourself right now is you have time at home because most of us are going to be home from work and home from school. The, the Bible would tell us that we need to be careful with that, right? This is an opportunity. Every obstacle is an opportunity. How are you going to leverage this opportunity? Are you going to just kind of waste it away on TV and Netflix and looking at your phone? Or are you going to take some walks in, in, in the woods and, and, and pray? I, I'm in a beautiful spot due to the generosity of an amazing uh, couple in our church. Uh, the biggest bulk of us in quarantine are at this beautiful place way out in the woods, away from all civilization, it feels like. But I don't know about you, but this is kind of my jam here, all right? I love pine trees and woods and pine straw, and I'm literally preaching out here in this beautiful place right now. And you know, on one hand, I want to be with my kids so bad right now. And on one hand, I want to be at home with my dog and my kids and my refrigerator and and it's so hard to leave the church from out here in these woods. But you know what? I've had the opportunity to take long walks and prayer and spend time in the Word of God. There is opportunities, folks, in these obstacles that we're facing. So be careful how you live and how you walk. Look what it says next. Not as unwise, but as wise. Wisdom is a biblical concept that we all need to grab onto. And let me just tell you, wisdom is different than being smart because I've known a lot of really intelligent people who were not wise. Wisdom is knowing what to do, the right thing to do, and doing it. And biblical wisdom would be knowing what God wants you to do and actually doing what he wants you to do. I've known people who were brilliant intellectually and educationally that made really bad life decisions. So they may have made a lot of money, but their marriage was falling apart. They may have had incredible accolades in, in their work and in the field of study that they were in, but they, they couldn't lead a really great home and a really great life. 
That's the difference between being smart and being wise. And so today the Bible doesn't call us to just be smart. We're some of the smartest people that have ever lived, right? Because in your pocket, on your iPhone, on your cell phone, you have more information at your fingertips than other generations did in the greatest libraries in the world. We're really smart. We can get info fast, but that doesn't make us wise. So right now what we want to do as a church is make wise decisions, not just as three circle, but as individuals. Make wise decisions. Ask yourself not what is okay, but what is wise. See, I think all of us live life with a few decisions we have to make. There's the good decisions, there's better decisions, and then there's best. And I think best is what we would call wisdom, wise decisions. How are you going to plan for the next few weeks? If you're an older person, how are you going to take care of yourself? If you have children, how are you going to make sure your kids are in the right spot? I saw a video of some people at a theme park just a few days ago. I saw it online, and they weren't paying attention, and someone caught a video of their kids licking the handrails in the line that they were getting on the ride, and there's a pandemic going on, and you think, okay, right now, if I've got little kids, I better keep my eye on them because I don't know how your kids were when they were little, but mine, they would have been licking the handrail, right? So, you know, chewing the gum. That some, anyway, you know what I mean. So, guys, listen, you got to be wise. And wisdom is not, listen, wisdom is not asking, is this okay? Because, listen, if you just ask the, is this okay question, that will get you right on the edge of a whole lot of trouble. That's when we, like with our finances, when we go, well, is it okay? Can I afford it? Can I meet the note versus do I really need this? Listen, here's a good statement for us. Just because you can doesn't always mean you should. It's a big, big rule of thumb. The Bible tells us not to just as Christians. If we're going to glorify God and live lives that lift up Jesus, we can't just ask, is it okay? We have to be wise. And situations like a global pandemic is one that calls us to wisdom, not just asking what is okay. The, the Bible tells us too, verse 16, we should make the best use of our time because the days are evil. Folks, you are about to have a lot of time on your hands. I don't know how you are, but Man, my attention span can be very short. And the past two weeks for me, being in quarantine in two different countries and, and not being able to get a lot done, it feels like, has been very difficult for me, just for my mental state, okay? But you know what I've learned? I've learned that I don't have to waste my time, that there's all kinds of ways to redeem the time. Other versions of the verse we're reading today literally uses that word, redeem the time. Let me ask you something. If you have kids and they're going to be home from school, are you going to look at that as a really huge uh, thing that's going to be bad for you? You're going to look at it as something that is a total inconvenience? Or are you going to redeem this time that you're going to have with your kids? Are you going to spend some good time with them? Are you going to get to know them more? How can we redeem the time? As a church, I want us to ask, how can we redeem the time we have and the resources we have to help others? Uh, we've already put out there that if anyone needs help, and you can tell others, that they can text 97,000. They can text that uh, to, to that uh, number. They can email. It's all online there. It's an incredible thing that people can do to go, hey, we need some help. And if that's it, if you need assistance, you just text that to those numbers or email it to uh, 3circlechurch.com, assistance at 3circlechurch.com, and we will help. Why? Because we want to redeem this time. It's a very unique time. It's a window that we have. And are we just going to waste it? See, let me ask you, let me, let me get you to ask it this way. Three weeks from now, looking back on what we've gone through, if it's four weeks, whatever the time is, let's just say four weeks, and you look back on this month that we're about to go through with a pandemic going on, whatever the implications are, are you going to look back and go, I lived in fear 
or are you going to go, I lived carefully in wisdom? Are you going to look back and go, I don't really know what we did all that time. We watched a lot of Netflix, watched a lot of movies. Uh, we all stayed on our phones the whole time. Or are you going to look back and go, man, we, we really redeemed that time. We will never forget the time that we had and how we used that time for the glory of God. Look at verse 17. It says, therefore, do not be foolish. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, folks, that is so important right now. And, and how do you understand the will of the Lord? The Bible says as believers, we should not be foolish, but understand the will of the Lord. How do you understand the will of God? Uh, let me tell you, the number one way to know the will of God is to know the word of God. The word of God is the written and revealed will of God. It's not mysterious. So what I would say to all of us right now is to do what you already know the Bible would tell you to do. So you don't, you know, you don't need new information, new Bible study. What does the Bible tell you to do now? Paul is making a huge assumption here. He's saying that he believes believers can know the will of God. And, and you and I, at the time in history that we are in, we have the ability to know the Word of God and read the Word of God. I have one in my hand right now, a copy of it. This is the written will of God. What would the Word of God tell me to do in the middle of a pandemic? Well, there's a lot of things, right? It's telling you here, be careful, redeem the time, respect authorities, also uh, care about others like you would yourself. That's huge. Don't just make sure you're okay. Make sure someone else is okay. That's why at the church, we're making sure that we are available to help people and resource people. In fact, you're going to even hear about an offering today that we're going to be taking where you can actually give to an account we're going to have where every dime of it goes to helping others. We're going to make sure it doesn't go to anything else. It's going to go simply to help others who are out of work, who have needs during this incredible time. Why are we doing that? Because we believe that we should be wise to the glory of God and listen and do the will of God. And we find his will in his word. Don't be foolish. Understand the will of the Lord. Look what it says next, verse 18. It says, don't get drunk with wine. That's debauchery. Be filled with the spirit. Now, this is not a verse that's really about whether to drink wine or not. What it's using wine as is an example. And it says here, don't be drunk. So that is absolutely a command from the word of God. So we would say as a church, drunkenness in any state is a sin. But that's not the point. You'll miss the point if you jump to that illustration. The point of this is you should be controlled by something. You should not be controlled by a substance. You should not be controlled by money. You should not be controlled by your own desires. What, what does it say we should be controlled by? It says here that the one who should be in control is the one we should be filled with, the Spirit of God. Folks, listen. The Holy Spirit of God has indwelled you if you're a believer. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. We've watched him lead and guide us through this very precarious situation. As leaders at Three Circle, we have leaned in to the Holy Spirit to tell us what to do. And the number one way the Holy Spirit leads and guides us, guess how? Not by gut feeling, not by, well, how are you feeling on this? Guess how he does it? He does it by illuminating the Word of God because the Word of God is the will of God in our lives. So the question is today, are you going to be controlled by fear or are you going to be controlled by the Spirit? Are you going to be controlled by your anxiety about what's about to happen or are we going to be controlled by the truth? and by the word of God. Are we going to be fearful or are we going to be careful? And then it tells you that if you'll be controlled by the spirit and if you'll follow what God wants you to do, here will be the result. It says we can address one another so we are to stay in community. There's a one another there. We're not to become isolated. 
Now, the, the government's telling us to create social distancing. I think that's very wise, which is why when we were going to meet in our buildings, we had a plan to make sure we created social distancing. But here's the deal. We are a community of believers at Three Circle. While we will create physical social distancing like we're doing today, we do not have to be isolated because God has allowed us to live in a time where we can still connect digitally. So sometimes I think that phones can be a negative, our technology. But I think in a situation like this, it can be a positive. We can text one another. We can FaceTime one another. We can have church together like we are right now. And the Bible's saying here that when we're, when we're controlled not by fear but by the Spirit, we can address one another. We can sing and worship together, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. We can make melody to the Lord together. We can give thanks together. This is what we can do together, church. Listen, listen. This is not the time for us to isolate. We should social distance. We shouldn't be clamoring together in crowds. That's why we didn't do church. Our governor in the state asked us to not have crowds over 500 together. We, that, that, would, that would include three circle. So that's why we're doing it like this today. But listen, it doesn't mean we can't connect. It doesn't mean that we can't use every means we have to stay close and stay connected. When we were, uh, when we were quarantined in a hotel in Bethlehem, you know what was interesting? We were allowed to get out in the hallway together as long as we didn't get right on top of each other. And, and it was interesting to me how we could hardly stay in our rooms. We all wanted to be together, even if that w- included gloves and masks, and it did. Even if all I could see were the eyes of my loved ones, my friends around me that were a part of our 13-person team, we needed each other. You know why? Because God made us that way. He made Listen, that's the beauty of the church is we are together. So in this time of a temptation to be fearful, this time of of natural anxiety, this time of uncertainty. We need each other. We need the the Word of God. We need the church. We need to keep connecting with one another. And then finally, look what it says, verse 20. It says, Give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So first of all, it says be thankful. I took a long walk today as we were trying to decide what we were going to do about three circle church gatherings this weekend and prayed. And I couldn't help but thank God. Uh, Thank God for providing this beautiful place for us to quarantine. Thank God for my friends who were with me here. Thank God for the many, many people who have driven to a gate at the front of this property and dropped off food for us every day. I'm thankful for doctors to oversee our, our medical quarantine right now. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for three circle. I'm grateful that When the whole world feels like it's falling apart, listen, three circle, I'm grateful that our God is still on the throne and he is still in control and that we can be careful, but we do not have to be fearful because of who our God is. I am grateful for that. And I hope that even right now across all of our campuses that we would just be grateful for who God is, for his word, for his relevance in our lives, that this ancient book is speaking right to us today, right now to be careful, not fearful. And then verse 21 is my final, my final word to us today. It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That is important. Because right now there's a lot of us that would probably go, hey, we should, we should be able to do what we want to do right now. But the Bible tells us that we should be careful and submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. In other words, people who are under the authority of Christ, we should be people who know how to live in this world in a peaceful way, in an honoring way. So that's why we made this. That's why we called health officials to go, hey, what do we need to do? It's why we self-quarantined when we came home. 
it's why we as a church decided that that it would not be the wisest thing to gather in buildings because we care about the community. We care about one another. And, and, and I'm not saying that's the only decision to make. Other churches made different decisions. That's okay, but it was the one for us. The biggest thing I want you to see here is it says we should submit to one another. Now, I don't know about you, but submitting to one another can be tough for me sometimes. I bet it is for you because here, here's why. Because we have this thing called self, right? And it's really hard for us to submit because we want what we want and when we want it. But here's the deal, church, as we close. As we go through maybe weeks and weeks and weeks of quarantines and online church and curfews, who knows what's coming? May we be people of peace. It's not that we just get run over, but that we care about people and care about the community, care about one another. And here's what I would love. I would love for the most reasonable people and thoughtful people and careful people and fearless people in all of the Gulf Coast to be Three Circle Church folks that were thoughtful, that were fearless, that were honorable, and that were careful. And I think when we do that, we will honor God, we'll love each other well, and we'll be able to have great joy in a very difficult situation. Lord Jesus, I pray today, as we as a church gather to worship and hear your word, that you would help us to follow you in a very difficult time, and that we would be found faithful for this window of time that you chose us to be a part of. We thank you for your word today that has nourished our souls. Thank you for the gospel, the gospel that saved us, Jesus for dying for us and coming back from the grave. And thank you for your inspired word that speaks to us so powerfully today. I pray that every person joining together in this online community today would be blessed and encouraged and that you would help us to live not fearfully, but carefully by your grace and power. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.